The Fed will keep interest rates near zero until 2023. It is Saturday, September 19th. Let's talk money with our friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown Up podcast, coming to you from my very grown up kitchen in New York City. And coming to you from Palm Springs, California, where we make episodes of the Stacking Benjamin Show, my mom's basement. I'm Joe Salcihai. This is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape. We break those stories down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. Today's show is brought to you by Tiller Money. Optimize your financial life in Google Sheets with fast automatic transaction imports, easy templates, and a free 30-day trial. You can learn more by heading to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF. Bobby, the Fed just made, uh, well, decided not to make a move, but they just had some guidance. And you and I were talking earlier. I love doing stories like this. This is why the show exists, because the Fed comes out with these announcements and you go, what the hell does that mean? What does that mean to me? Today, maybe we'll get to talk about what it means. Yeah, let's see which one of our friends is going to bring us into the story. This is John. This is David of the Queer Money Podcast. The money talking party starts now. It's time for Money with Friends. All right, today's piece comes to us from Forbes. It's written by Sergei Klebnikov. And uh, uh, he writes, Federal Reserve says it will keep interest rates near zero until 2023. The Federal Reserve concluded its two-day policy meeting, the last one before the November election on Wednesday of this week, by pledging to keep interest rates near zero until 2023 as the central bank looks to continue to support the U.S. economic recovery out of the coronavirus recession. In a widely expected move, the Fed kept short-term interest rates steady at the 0 to 0.25% range on Wednesday. Central bank also signals that it would keep rates anchored near zero through at least 20 2023 with all but four members of the Fed board agreeing with the long-term outlook. Bobby? Fed officials also issued updated quarterly economic forecasts reflecting a smaller decline in GDP and a lower unemployment rate in 2020, while the economic recovery has, quote, progressed more quickly than generally expected, unquote, and Fed forecasts have been revised up from previous projections. Overall activity still remains well below the level it was before the pandemic, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell said in a press conference. The Federal Open Market Committee, also known as the FOMC, expects to maintain an accommodative stance of monetary policy until inflation averages 2% over time, the central bank said in a statement. In late August at the last FOMC meeting, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell announced, quote, a robust updating of policy in which the Federal Reserve will allow inflation to run moderately above its long-running 2% goal. The central bank's new approach to inflation is meant to support the labor market and broader economy by keeping interest rates lower for a longer period of time. It's it's so there's so much going on here. And obviously, we're not going to be able to unpack everything in 15 minutes, but we can do the basics, Bobby. Uh, For you, what are the big takeaways? I mean, we're going to talk about our big aha takeaway later in the show. But what are some of the keys here for you? Well, I think the big thing, and this is something I learned, I like to joke that when I reported on the Fed extensively, when I was um, a business TV anchor at Reuters, I literally spent a decade reporting that the Fed did nothing. And I would joke about it, but the truth is 
doing nothing for the Fed is big news. And that's something that was very confusing to me. And on the surface can be confusing to a lot of people that if they're not doing anything, why is that news? Well, this is news because by saying we are not going to move interest rates as much as they can control, and they can control a lot until 2023. It is 2020 right now. I don't remember ever seeing a forecast that far out. I remember, you know, maybe six months and so on, but we never really have heard such a long outlook. So to me, the length of the time frame that they're talking about is very big news. It signals that they are nervous about the economy. If they thought the economy was going to power up, they would be expecting to raise rates to slow the economy. So this to me signals, well, you know, we're going to keep supporting the economy because we think the economy is going to need that support. They did not, however, say anything to my knowledge about negative interest rates, which is something they've had in Europe. So I also, I personally, I don't think negative interest rates are, are a good thing. I think that has not been a great experiment um, in other places. So I also think that's, a, you know, that hasn't been something that they've been talking about doing here. Man, do I uh, agree big time. What scares me about this long-range view that the Fed has is behavioral economics, right? When when people hear that I've got two years to get my debt figured out because interest rates will be low, so I can consolidate, I can refinance my debt, I can get my house in order, um, and finally get lower interest rates so I pay less money to, quote, the man, and more money goes actually to my debt, I feel like people see headlines like this, Bobby, and they go, okay, that means I don't need to do anything today. I can put this off till tomorrow because we all have a lot of stuff that we we need to do today, tomorrow, whatever. And hey, I'll put this off for a few days, but then days become weeks, weeks become months. And we do nothing because we see a headline like this. That's a really interesting perspective. What you point to also is the fact that the Fed is only one piece of the puzzle. If you put off, for example, refinancing, other things could change. For example, one of the reasons the Fed is saying this outwardly and making such a public statement about supporting the market and effectively providing liquidity is that they want people to know there will be money there. Well, why are they saying that? Maybe you know you don't know that banks will necessarily want to lend to you, right? Just because right. rates are low, that, right. you will have access. What if you lose your job? or you have a salary cut, or you have insecurity in your industry, whatever, you may not qualify to yes. refinance or to get access to the funds that you want. So what you say is a very good point, is that if you do want to refinance, you probably absolutely, you're going to have more time for rates to be low, but that doesn't mean your personal situation will allow you to have that loan. That's a great point. Do it now, because there's so many different factors. And another piece of this, then, the next domino here, I think people don't understand, is that the Fed, while it influences all these different rates, it doesn't exactly translate, especially when it comes to mortgages, right? Mortgages are based on treasury rates, which often move in a much different way than the Fed moves. It's closer to the vest when it comes to your credit card interest rate and auto loans. Those are going to be based on, and sometimes um, uh, home equity lines of credit will be based on, on what the Fed does. So while there's some correlation, it's not a perfect match. So seeing this, doesn't mean that your interest rates are going to be super low forever. And by the way, by the same token, when they talk about zero to 0 0.25, I've read people online saying, hey, my bank's ripping me off because I've got a two and a half percent interest rate and the Fed's only doing zero. But these interest rates that they're talking about zero to 0 0.25 are these very, very short term loans that, that the Fed 
gives liquidity to banks with. So obviously the bank needs to make a profit. So for them to have just this little 2% skim on top of whatever uh, low, low interest rate they get, good for you and good for the bank. The bank could stay healthy, which for, I hate to say this, but we want banks to stay healthy, right? I mean, I don't really care don't about making America. Say that. We absolutely right? do want, no, but we do because they provide a tool. Let's be honest. Banks do provide wonderful tools for individuals and for businesses. And the other thing I think people need to remember is that banks are, they are, you know, we are a capitalist society. We may forget it sometimes, but banks have to, you know, they, they do have to earn money and that's part of the system. And also the other thing that affects your loan rate is, you know, the demand is that if they're getting so much demand for mortgages that they can barely process them or refinancing, which has happened, the rates are going to go up a little bit because they need to slow down the business and they can, because they can, it's a business and also credit card rates. I mean, credit card, um, they could just be tied to whatever the bank wants to charge you, frankly, your credit yeah. card rate, if you've got credit card debt. So your credit card debt, not going to be at 0%. Same thing with any kind of consolidation loan. That's going to be based. Sure, there's market factors involved, but it is not tied to the Fed funds rate necessarily. No, not at all. And, and Kevin brings up a third point here. By the way, we if you're new to the show, we perform this show live without a net on, on a bunch of social media channels. Best place to join us is our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash money with friends. But Kevin asks, do you guys think they're boxing themselves in or do you think they're trying to bring stability to financial markets? And, and the answer to that, I think, is another domino that people don't understand. Bobby, we led off by saying we've you've never seen it. I've never seen it. The Fed saying what they're going to do three years from now, whenever. And the Federal Reserve is not a government entity. They're a separate entity. Sure, they're they're tightly uh, uh, aligned with what's going on in Washington, but it's a separate entity. But whenever any Washington, D.C. based government ish entity says something that's three years away do not believe it for a second. If things change six months from now, the Fed's going to reverse course and they're not going to care what they pledged. So so saying that they're three years out, I think to Kevin's point is, it, it, I don't think it boxes them in at all. I think they'll change that in a second, in a heartbeat, if if conditions change, I do think they're saying that to help bring some stability to financial markets, clearly just signaling that they want to help in any way possible, which I don't think anybody doubted that. Do you? No, I think that's absolutely right on target. Yeah. Uh, hey, in just a second, Bobby and I are going to have our big takeaways from today's piece. But while I let Bobby formulate the best takeaway she's ever had, got to say a big thanks to everybody who's gone to Tiller Money to check out what I think is the best way to manage your budget and manage your money. You know, when it comes to Tiller, the reason that I like it is it's based on spreadsheets and spreadsheets. While they are not always your, your friend, I'll tell you when it comes to Tiller, because of the fact that for me, I like the fact that they use templates. So I start off with this very simple to use template. I know that because I pay a very small subscription to use it, I'm not going to be marketed a bunch of stuff like a lot of the free solutions out there for budgeting. And I know, and this is a big key, instead of having to take all of my financial data and input it myself, which is what makes a lot of people groan when they think about spreadsheets, instead, it automatically gets inputted securely into my spreadsheet. So just like any of the popular apps out there, 
I get all the good sides of those apps, but I also avoid the downside, which is a bunch of marketing push to make up for the fact that I'm getting it for quote free. Uh, check out Tiller tillerhq.com forward slash MWF. You'll not only get a free 30 day trial, but it also, if you use our link, it helps the show uh, because they send us a thank you for sending you their way. So big thanks to everybody who's used our link uh, checking that out. All right, Bobby, the time of truth. (laughs) What is, what's our big takeaway from this piece? You know, Joe, the Fed can only do so much, but at least they are doing that. Let's also now focus on fiscal policy as well. And by the way, as you said so well, make sure you lock in your mortgage rates, refinance, et cetera, do all the things because why chance that things are probably not going to get any better in terms of lower rates. So grab, grab yours now. Yeah, I do like following the Fed. I like it, especially when they lower interest rates um, because of the fact that that may give me more opportunities to get my debt in order. Uh, I also like it, by the way, when they raise interest rates, because if I'm a saver, which is where I really want to be, that means that I might find higher yield. I might get bigger dividends, bigger interest payments on my savings. So I like it both ways for, for different people. The big thing, though, is I follow the Fed, but I still always want to do, to your point, Bobby, what's right for me right now. I don't I, I don't pay a lot of attention to the Fed. I pay attention to my own personal financial position. And if I can do better based on what the Fed's done, then then I do it. So I, I really want to follow these headlines, but I don't want to put stuff off because the Fed's telling me three years here. Don't do that. Very well said. No procrastination, my friends. Do not procrastinate. Let Bobby and I be be the whip and make sure that and you look. get this stuff done, man. Get it done. Yeah. And you're probably home a lot more than you used to be. So no excuses, guys. Absolutely. And there's also no excuse to follow to, to not follow <laughs> us on social media. How do how about that for a transition? Yeah, how do yeah, people yeah. how do people follow us, Bobby? Instagram at Money Friends Pod. That is also our Twitter handle. And of course, make sure you are subscribing to our YouTube channel where you can be part of our live recordings. And you can also get links on our YouTube channel to the articles that we talk about. They are right in the notes below. And uh, Bobby and I, in meetings the last couple of weeks, have talked about how on Instagram, we're going to share more personally. We've had a lot of uh, you help us make the shows by participating in those polls that Bobby talked about, by giving us your thoughts. Still going to do that, but we're also going to talk about some of the behind the scenes making the show, our thoughts about some of these headlines. So do more Instagram stuff there as well. So be sure to follow that. Uh, coming up on Monday... Monday's pretty exciting, Bobby. We're talking about this little-known artist named Kanye. Is that how you pronounce that, Kanye? Kanye West. (laughs) We're going to talk Kanye West. Kanye, and a lot to do with your wallet on Monday. We'll see everybody back here then. Bye-bye. Show's created and hosted by us, Joe Salcihi and Bobby Rebel, and it's edited and produced by Ashley Wall. Money with Friends is a product of Money with Friends LLC, copyright 2020. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast and links to the stories discussed, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at moneyfriendspod on both Instagram and Twitter. Look out for our polls and quizzes. You could get a shout out on the show. We're well worth following. We promise. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or 
or any other videos or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor. These people on this episode, they're here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you here back next time with another episode of Money with Friends. Bam, nailed it.